In this episode, we'll talk about why ancient ice still marks our landscape, how the foam on a Guinness is related to a weird beach on the Isle of Jura in Scotland, and how the White Cliffs of Dover have a twin. My name is Richard Treves. This is Hidden Stories of the M4, Episode 3. It's the last episode that you listen to on the way to Junction 12 of the M4. Next episode will be at that junction. So now we're going to talk about the Quaternary Period. That's a part of the Cenozoic Era in which we're having what's known as an Ice Age. And an Ice Age is when ice sheets form at the poles north and south and the temperature across the globe is obviously lower. And this is an uncommon occurrence in Earth's history. It doesn't happen that often or last that long. This quaternary period has been going on for the last 2.58 million years. So that's 29th of December on our year of life up to the current time. And jargon alert, jargon alert, uh, within an ice age and within the quaternary period, we get glaciations and interglacials. And a glaciation is when the ice comes down, it comes further down. In, in Britain, that's down from Scotland into the Midlands or beyond. And in an interglacial it retreats. So at the moment we're in an interglacial known as the Holocene. It's been going on for the last 12,000 years and there's no ice inter-year anywhere in Britain. The pattern of these interglacials and glacial periods is about once every 40,000 years. So they flip-flop between the states. And this is about 40 minutes in our year of life scenario. So every 40 minutes it's switching. So these interglacials and glaciations are really very fast in terms of geological time. Another thing about the glaciations is the ice accumulates. So ice accumulating is actually a huge mass of material and it pushes down on the Earth's crust which depresses the crust and the mantle below it. And then, of course, in an interglacial, that ice disappears and the whole thing starts buoying back up again really slowly. And in Scotland, it's going up at 0.6 millimetres per year, which doesn't sound like much, but in deep time, in geological time, that's extremely fast. And it builds various features in the landscape. So, for example, on the Isle of Jura, Beaches are getting stranded, they're being moved up. And so you get staircase beaches because underneath the old beach, which has now risen up into the air, you get a new beach forming. And these can be up to 40 metres above sea level on the Isle of Jura. Now, sea level and these rising beaches, it's a bit more complicated than that, but we'll leave it at that. It's, it's useful to give you an idea of just what a strong force this buoying up of the earth can be. Now the foam on the Guinness thing, that's something you can try yourself if you have any Guinness handy. Uh, if you do try it on a friend's pint in a pub, I'd ask them first because people don't like people dipping their fingers into Guinness, which is what we're going to do. So what happens is you take a Guinness and pour it and you've got the white foam on top of the black liquid. Now, if you dig your finger in, you can make a hole in the foam. So that's like the ice disappearing from the top of the land in a, in a glacial period. And what you can see is the black of the Guinness will actually arc up underneath that hole that you've made. So that's what's happening really is the mantle is coming back up 
as the ice has disappeared and it will actually move upwards the, the layers and so the land will come up. It's a good illustration of buoyancy and how it works in a, a geological context. It's playing around with a pint of Guinness and the foam on top. And now I want to talk about Cote d'Albatra. This is White Cliffs and they're opposite Dover on the French side. And they're of great cultural significance to the French. They were painted by Monet, amongst others. And they're opposite the White Cliffs of Dover. And of course, the White Cliffs of Dover are very culturally significant to us British. There was the song, for example, in the Second World War, Bluebirds Over the White Cliffs of Dover. And the reason these two cliffs are there is not a coincidence. There was actually a ridge of chalk connecting the two sets of cliffs. And what that did was it dammed a lake behind it. So 500,000 years before present, the sea level was much lower because during glacial periods, the ice holds lots of the water and the sea level globally falls. And the ridge dammed the water to the south and to the north you had ice from the ice sheets. So this huge lake built up and built up and eventually it overtopped and flooded down over the chalk ridge, which was about 4pm on New Year's Eve in our year of life, and washed it completely away. And we know this from the scarring patterns on the bottom of the channel. And I think this is the most significant landscape form that we'll come across caused by geology in these podcasts. It really is amazing to think that the channel is there because of a, a flood 500,000 years ago. And that flood didn't create the island of the UK. It didn't cut us off completely because there was still a land bridge across from the north of England, across the North Sea to the continent that way. And that was known as Doggerland, and that flooded some time later. So to conclude the Cenozoic era, the last three podcasts, I've used the year of life as a way to get your head around deep time and the changes that happen in geological timescales. And we've seen how the geology of the Cenozoic has affected the building stone in London. I then went on to tell you about terror birds and how they can be characterised as pint-sized T-Rexes in a lot of ways. And then we talked about ice in the Cenozoic in the Quaternary period, and how it's a dramatic effect on the landscape of the UK. And I also talked about that experiment that I hope you'll go away and do uh, with a pint of Guinness, and seeing how the foam floats on the top of the Guinness in the same way as ice affects uh, land floating. <laughs>